The beautiful thing about selling or doing anything in business is if you believe in it and you think it'll improve someone's life, then you'll you'll go to bat. You'll you'll do whatever it takes because you know it to be true in your heart, right? What's shaking? Welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan, and I'm pumped today to talk to someone who is a master trainer and entrepreneur. Now, what is he training? Of course, he's a trainer. You know, he wants to see you fit, wants to see you healthy. And this dude talks about mastery, growth, and success because he's an entrepreneur and owner of Anytime Fitness. Kawan, welcome to the show. Ray, thanks for having me on. Wow, what an intro. I got to live up to that. <laughs> and everybody who's listening today, please, 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 if you love the content that Kawan's bringing today, please share this with three of your friends. And that's that's how we grow and that's how we help more people. Right, Kawan? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely can agree more. Awesome, brother. So master trainer, tell me what that means exactly. Okay, you know, great question, Rick. So it all started out, I started, I got hired as a trainer and I had zero sessions under my belt. Um, they gave me a t-shirt, it was too baggy. And um, so I, they gave me a t-shirt that said master on it or something. Yeah, you know what, that's that's what actually drove me to, to get it, right? So, so they gave me t-shirts, their personal trainer on the back and I saw these guys walking around and said master trainer on the back of their shirts. I said, man, how do I get that, right? And they said, well, that shirt, you got to get 2,251 sessions under your belt Whoa. Right, before, before you can get that shirt. And I wanted that shirt, man. You know, one of the things I wanted most in my life was just, a, it was just like a, a symbol for me to say, okay, this was something that, you know, you couldn't buy, you couldn't, you know, get it. There's no shortcut. You had to earn it. Right. So, so I started off with zero sessions, Rick, and I, and I just, you know, I just put my, I just focused. I just say, you know what, this is something that I want. And I want to get good at this. I don't want to do things halfway. And I just, I just gave it my all. I asked uh, the guy that certified me, I said, you know, what, what advice would you give to a newbie trainer? And he said, throw yourself at it, you know, throw yourself at it, give it, give it your all. And that's what I did. I went all in, man. I just, um, I chased that shirt and I eventually hit 2,251. And then the guy who actually got me the, the gig gave me the shirt that was master trainer was sort of like the, you know, they, they give you the samurai sword or, or whatnot. It was this, this magical moment. And so I got that. I eventually, I, I kept training and I eventually hit the 10,000 hour mark um, years later as well. So that's awesome. You know, I'm always curious about this, you know, cause I'm sure there's data behind this somewhere, but why 2,251? Man, it, it's such a, such a great question. It, it, in the thousands, when I, when I eventually reached a thousand, it was, it was like in the beginning, it, everything was a little challenging to do, right? So you had to you had to design the workout, you had to get ready for the client, and so I would write a lot of my stuff down. So when things were taken or things didn't go your way, it was kind of like you were all out of sorts, right? And it was only until about a thousand plus sessions where I started to get you know what they call sort of unconscious competent at something, right? You mm -hmm. just do it in your sleep, yeah. or you just blindfolded. So it was right around there. And then when I hit 2000, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see why they made this so far out because, you know, everybody calls themselves, you know, proficient or master at something, but it's only when you really acquire that many hours. Just, I think that's just kind of like the sweet spot. I don't know. That's what the system that they had, but even, you know, as a master, I always say, 
you're still learning. You know, mastery is a, is a beautiful concept and you should always strive to attain it. But I feel like it's something that you consistently and constantly try to try to stay at as well. Yeah, I know you talk about mastery all the time too, you know, and I assume you reference what you're talking about here, but what's the, you know, what, what's your definition really of personal mastery? You know, if I had to, I had to put it one way, I would say it's working on highlighting your strengths and then also improving your weaknesses, right? And, and understanding yourself, who you are, what you want in this, in this world, what you're good at and what you will do to pass that along. Um, and just having, you know, as they say, know thyself, right? Having, having knowledge of yourself and, and the gifts you've been given and also the, the, uh, some of the, the things you don't want. And what are you going to do with those? How are you going to make that work for you? And I think too many times I see um, people going, going around not, you know, acknowledging that. And I feel as though personal mastery is all encompassing of your strengths and weaknesses. You're getting deep on me today, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's a little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, that, that, that's right on. But I mean, uh, your face, if, you're, if you're listening to this, I mean, this is on YouTube too, but to, to see Kwan's face as he was talking about this, I mean, I was, I was like, oh my Lord. You know, it, it was almost, it almost was like the samurai master <laughs> no joke as you're delivering this. Right. I, mean, yeah, I, I wanted to like get down and roll out a carpet or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, how do I do this? You know? Right. But, Let's turn on blood sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it, I mean, you're, you're dead on in everything that you're saying. See, now I'm going to get all solemn too and just talk really close to the mic and have some <laughs> yeah. fun with this and be like, tell me more, Kwan. No, okay. <laughs> but, but really. <laughs> that was fun. awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's right. So knowing thyself, right? And that's something that is always interesting to me because I feel like it's a never ending journey in that. And it's because I also know that your circumstances and your environment are constantly changing. And this was that's even right. in my book that I wrote three years ago around situational ethics. It's, it's like, mm -hmm. how do you really, really know, you know, if you're going to go to the right or the left at a fork in your road, unless you've actually been to that very specific fork before you, you know, it's almost like there's, you can almost know yourself at any period of time, but it's almost like I have known myself. Now I'm getting even deeper on you, right? <laughs> it's like, it's I, I have known myself to do this. Right to do, to do that to think this way, but as I face the scenarios, you know, I can prep and I can train like you do to face certain scenarios in life or in fitness, whatever. But how do we really respond? How do we know we're going to respond until we get to that moment in life? What a, what a you know amazing question there. It's especially in business, right? I feel like that everything, like you said, everything's changing. And I love the, um, you said situational ethics, right? I think that's, that's so, that's so true because it's funny, but when I transitioned from, you know, trainer to, you know, um, business owner or entrepreneur, which in essence, as a trainer, you kind of are that because you're the business and, um, you know, the clients are your customers and then you have to, you know, automize things and, uh, you know, automate things, excuse me, and, and get budgets down. But, that transition is, is so, um, you know, you know, ever changing because 
things are so much, there's so much more to deal with in business. Right. And I feel as though that flexibility and and that fluidity and being able to, you know, use your gut, your, your, your intuition, and then the rational decision-making at the same time to, to sort of go that right, that, that direction, right. Because decision-making is, it happens, you know, so quickly, um, having people around you that are a little bit smarter, um, helps as well. So I, I try to leverage as many, as many of those and then make my own independent decision, but it's, it's a great and a fascinating thing. You, you kind of got to go with what is also the right thing and what's best for, for, you know, the outcome. Yeah, for sure. You know, and talk about those deciding factors, right. Of those decision points uh, you open from what I read about you, you opened your business with zero clients, right? That's right. Like yeah. None. That's a, <laughs> see, when I yeah. started, I had at least one <laughs> 12 years ago. I, I mean, no joke. I had one single client when I started, which is still like crazy, right? Cause you, you figured mm-hmm. that one single client for me was bringing in a thousand dollars a month in revenue. That's it. Right. And I had two newborn twins, family of four, a thousand dollars a month. You know, the, the math just doesn't work. And that was getting laid off, right? What was your story around? Like, hey, I'm going to open this thing with zero clients. And it's a gym of all things too, man. Right. You know, it, great question. So going back, so I went, I met my business partners who, you know, I owe a lot of my credit to. Uh, they they were kind of the ones that just, just pushed me continuously till this day and, and um, you know, just take on so much. I, I wouldn't be anywhere without mentors and, and partners in my life, honestly. So, you know, we, we went, we moved down to San Diego. Uh, we're all from, from LA and opening up, you know, first of all, it rained for two weeks in San Diego. So I don't know why, but that's just what happened. And it was why like, wow, rain in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two, two weeks straight, man. And I was like, wow, this is, I guess this is what I moved down to, right? I left that, that six figure salary and, you know, moved to a place where I didn't know anybody except for my, my business partners. And, we had yeah zero zero members zero clients wow. so when i went in it was an empty warehouse right and everything was i mean from the ground up you know zero people and we said okay we're going to start marketing and then the call started coming in and you know what beautiful thing what you has that one client was paying that you know at that point that at least you can replicate or create yeah. someone else right yeah. so we said okay well we knew gyms and we knew that you had to provide a, like a comfortable workout space. And we said, if you know, it's kind of like, if you build it, they'll come. When we looked at demographics, we knew that the population was there. We knew that um, there wasn't that much competition. So we said, okay, you know, we just believed in it, man. You know, we said, we know we could do this. So, you know, going back to Tyler podcast, why I love it so much is because we went all in, you know, we just said, we left it all. And we, we had this, you know, what, what I've read before is like a, there's a burning desire backed by faith. You know, we, we said we, we can do this, you know, it's doable. The anytime fitness model helped a lot because of the franchise. And, you know, it's just, it's just about making the calls. It's about picking up the phone and then just doing those good old fashioned sales and just saying, Hey, you know, you're looking for a gym, what's going on, you know, adding value and, you know, getting them to come in and then believe in it. But these people were signing up with, with no gym built. They just basically took a leap of faith and just say, you know what, we'll, we'll do it. And we got the first client or first, first customer and we were just so stoked. And 
Mm-hmm. I was part of the call and it was one of the, the worst calls in history, probably about a win. Cause I was, I was just mind bogglingly nervous about it. So it was um, one of the worst because you were on it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. I never, I never I'm not, done. I'm not trashing you, dude. I mean, that's, uh, that's what I, th- I think you were saying that, right? Uh, you know, I was, on yeah, it, no, I that's, that's exactly. Yeah. It was, it sucks cause I, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so I did that and, um, we, we just laugh about it to this day, but, we were so excited about it. And then we, we just sort of chased that. We said, okay, let's, let's keep doing that. Cause the beautiful thing about selling or doing anything in business is if you believe in it and you think it'll improve someone's life, then you'll, you'll go to bat. You'll, you'll do whatever it takes because you know it to be true in your heart. Right. Yeah, for sure. I love how you said, Hey, we went all in on this, you know, just with the gym, you knew gyms. That's cool. And the, it made me think it's like you know there's always the, these fallback plans and i've said this before it's like you know you, third episode ever on the show was burn the net you know mm. and that's you know the function without the safety net because it's gonna you're gonna perform better stronger and with more focus than anything else if you don't have that fallback you know and, and still you know people will confuse that sometimes with like a uh, I guess a backup plan would still be that way, but that's because it's back in there. But a contingency is a different story, right? And I'm sure you probably had a lot of contingencies based upon this because contingencies to me are still a way to move forward. It's saying, if we hit this speed bump, this is how we're going to deal with it. You know, And I'm sure there were probably speed bumps in your first year as you opened this thing, right? Oof, man? What was man. it like through, that first year, brother? Oh man, you know, I mean, first of all, like just, you know, the panic attacks, uh, you know, lack of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, Just, just, just constantly just thinking, I mean, you are essentially going, it's not too far from like a military boot camp and not, you know, I'm very, very, you know, um, supportive of, of our, of our military. It's not per se as difficult, but it was, it was just challenging on all fronts, man. You know, your psychology, the, the philosophies you have, the, the, what you think you knew about business, um, you know, your belief system, it, it all gets challenged. Everything gets challenged and you can't hide. You can't, yeah. you can't, you know, shy away or, or try to like misguide because it's all out there. Everybody is, knows your business partners know. So you have to be in transparency. You got to be in honesty. You got to call on, like your, your highest standards sort of speak and, and just, and just work and have that work ethic, you know, um, it, it was, it was tough in the beginning and we all kind of, we were super stressed out. And, but, you know, the fascinating thing about human beings is how we adapt, you know, to, to situations. And I'll tell you, man, you know, and you probably know this even better is showing up is, is half of it right there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you just show up consistently and, and learn, and just and just just keep going through it you know don't don't give up don't um you know get discouraged or or not believe in yourself and just 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 keep working you know put like roll your sleeves up get that 2251 hours in you know that's that's what it is the more you build that that's that's how you get better at anything so that's all i did i told myself you know all right uh, well, i sucked it in. i wasn't good i missed this i missed that um and i think you know one of the biggest things that i try to do is is improve daily on either mishaps or things that i dropped and just say okay i need to get better at doing this um and then eventually you start to catch up you start to get better so to answer your question, I mean, it, it, it was definitely one of the most challenging things that I've been through. And, 
but I mean, the growth from that was, was just, you know, amazing. Yeah, for sure. That's mental toughness 101 right there. That yeah, first 100%. Year. I, I remember that first year, man. And it was, you know, trying to feed kids, trying to man. pay electrical bills and just trying to find revenue where you can. You know, and it's almost, I don't know, was this the same as you that first year to where you probably have a certain standard of a client now, right? Right. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, I'm going to charge this much and this is who I'm looking for. I mean, you've opened three gyms from what I see, mm-hmm. you know, but back in year one, you know, same here likely is that we would just take anything that threw money at us because you know? <laughs> it's, it's your first year and you're trying to make ends meet. You know, it's almost oh, yeah. like I, I definitely was not very selective year one, but I would always say, and how you said, keep moving forward in, in that. But my forward was saying a year out, this is what it's going to look like. You know, and, and I already had this vision in my head, almost knowing that this is going to suck for the first year. You know, and I've got a little bit different view on it right now, but you hear a lot of these similar stories, right? And I realize right. in hindsight that it didn't have to suck as bad as it did if I would have done some other things, but I learned, you know, mm-hmm. now, now it is. So you and I can give advice, which is why we're talking here to everybody else that's listening. But we, that first year, you almost want to take anything that throws money at you. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just because you need to pay your bills. Right, right. And, and you need to create... A business is in essence. So, you know, take yes, as they say, right? And so yeah. many negotiation uh, books that I read is just if, if there's a sale and there's somebody that's willing to do business with you, take take the yes. So 100%, I can't even imagine doing it with with raising twins, man. Kudos to you because, uh, man, that's that takes some real toughness right there, not only mental, but just emotionally and, and the wherewithal to do that is, is awesome. So nice work on that. And, and just, I look back on some of these, and just like you said, man, I was laughing because... um you said it didn't have to suck. And it's so true because I, I was like, man, I was, it was just so dreadful coming in sometimes that you had to do, I had yeah. to do everything, yeah. you know? And, and then I was, it was, I was walking in, in work the other day and I was, I came to this realization and I, and I realized I was looking back on those days and I was like, man, I'm so glad that I went through that because it taught me, it kept me humble. It taught me to know everything about the business. Cause I was, I was in it every day. Um, and it, just being in that environment allowed me to, to have more ownership in it, have more stake in it because I, I understood it well. So I almost feel like it was something that, that had to be done. You yeah, know, for just, sure. And that's part of knowing yourself it. too, right? Know yourself is it, how would I have gone through that differently? Now I understand because I've gone through it. Exactly. Dude, I've had so many people work for me over the years too, because I mean, I'm talking 12 years ago is when this whole thing happened. Right. Uh, So 12 uh, years ago, you know, I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know Jack as far as how to, how to do any of this stuff. But then you go through the fire and then I remember somebody who worked here like uh, two years ago or something like that, because reach out, I feel is a really, really great place to work and everything that we do. But sometimes, you know, and it was more my fault because dude, I would hire out of compassion because I would see people with hardship and it's like, oh, that was like me and I got through it. That means that I can help you. You know, and almost like the misguided compassion in a way. But mm. the, the the thought that I always got from them was that, you know, not so much of entitlement, but almost as if they needed to be or were supposed to be in the same spot that I'm in now without having to go through those periods of life education. 
You know, and it's like, but you, you're never going to understand. I mean, I, when you look around and I know this now too, but when we look back on those days, it's like, oh, it could have been easier. It could have been easier if I knew that I had the right mentors in place, right? Because you, you had your partners, right? You know, right. that's great. You had people to lean on. You know, I didn't really have many people to lean on until a year after when I hired my first business coach, you know, mm. but during the, that first period, if you're going it alone, you know, I don't know if you had mentors around besides your partners at that point in time, but if you don't have those people to help you make those decisions, or you're like, this is just something that I got to go through, then yeah, it's going to be tough. But yeah. also those that are starting right now, don't expect, and I had a post on this the other day too, don't expect to be and you know, one dog yourself for the people that are 10 years ahead of you because they're 10 years ahead of you. <laughs> you know, they, they've yeah. gone through this stuff already. So it's okay to be where you're at right now. But second, also don't try to bring those people down to your level because they've gone through all that stuff already and you can learn from them. You can look up to them and then at some point, yeah, you can crush your own journey. That's, that's so true, man. And first of all, you know, going back, it's, you, you, having the right mentors in place is key, right? And I feel like nowadays, uh, too many people don't take advantage of that. They don't approach people that have done kind of what they, they want to do. And I was always, I always took on that role of, of student. You know, I never, and until this day, I don't think I know, um, you know, what it is, everything that needs to be known, and nor do I want to be that guy because that's when you get in trouble, you know? So having mentors, having people that, that have done it is key. And, and what you said is, is so true. You don't want to compare yourself to somebody that, that that's their own journey, you know, and that's what they've gone through or went through. Yours is your journey to, to live and to, to go on your own. It's your, it's your road to mastery, right? So and that's kind of it, it, it robs you of the of the individual um you know thing that you have to go through you know because i was guilty of doing that when i was younger and i was too and that's why i say it dude it's like oh look yeah. at all the stuff that they have and it's like you know i'm gonna go after that but why and then you start to think if you can actually pull yourself out of yourself for a moment like pull yourself out of your own ass really is what it is well why do they have all this stuff you know because it's like i've got an aston martin today but this is material sure but I drove a Saturn 12 years ago, you know, <laughs> you know right. like, like the lowest of the low of the GM vehicles is what I was driving because it's all I could literally afford a freaking 18. The car was $18,000 new, you know, <laughs> so it's, but that's what it was. And that's how I helped building things, you know, but your mentors, bro, what was one of the biggest key things that you learned during that first year from some of your mentors that you had around in the, the, uh, the business side? Yeah, business or life, man. Because I mean, that's for me, it's all together. So, hundred percent. You know, growing up, I had uh, I was very fortunate to have you know people that took an interest in me, and that's pretty. So cool, I worked. Isn't it? Uh, it, it really is. I, yeah. When I look back, I really have them to thank because it, it just it just really takes somebody to just you know kind of just just care about you, man. You know, and and just say you know I want to. I want to explore this a little bit with this person. They didn't have to, you know, but they did. And so growing up, I had that and um, he helped me kind of find the voice of kind of finding my identity, believe it or not, through acting is what I wanted to do essentially in the beginning. And that allowed me to search within myself to kind of see, because I was directionless growing up. I didn't know 
you know, much. And I was, you know, teachers and everyone, I, I didn't do good in, in school. And people were like, you know, what's uh, this guy? He's just, he's just a rebel and he's not really going to amount to much, you know? And so it just really takes you as the person to answer the question that those mentors are asking of you, right. Or that the universe or life or whatever it is you believe in asks of you. And for me, it was just about answering that, you know, some of my first mentors that you ever thought about acting and no one had ever really taken an interest in me like that before. So I was shocked that somebody even thought I could do that. So I said, no, you know, what's acting? How do you do that? So I looked into that. I eventually moved to, you know, Los Angeles where I met, I met my other mentor in Virginia. Then he got me, he knocked on my door literally one day and said, Hey man, you want to go for a run? And I said, a run, you know, I was smoking a pack a day at the time. And I was like, I just know I don't want to go on a run ever. And so he pushed me. He just was, he just unrelenting Rick, Right. And I looked back and I said, man, that guy, you know, he, he really pushed that, that envelope or, you know, that message there. So I answered that. Right. And I met a buddy at the gym who, who said, you know, we became friends. He was a trainer. He's the one who gave me that, that master trainer shirt. And he said, Hey man, you, you ever thought about being a trainer? And again, I, no one had ever thought about me like that. Right. So I said, wow, you know, yeah. Well, how do you do that? What's that about? And it was the perfect storm because it happened at a time where I was facing this financial crisis, right. Where I was forced to make a decision where I was going to move back to Virginia where I was originally from or, or, you know, just call it quits. Right. So that's kind of, that's how I stumbled upon it. It was literally someone taking an interest. And then I met my, my fitness manager who, who also took an interest and developed me on the business side of things and taught me what training was the science behind it. And then my business partner, who was a manager at the time had asked me and he said, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, well, I want to make this much and I want to do these things. And he said, well, it's not going to happen with what you're doing is you ever thought about opening up your own business? And again, I was like, no, man, like, how do you, how do you do that? What's that? And that's, that's really it, right? To break it down in a nutshell, I just, you know, people show up in your life and they come and go all the time, but there's going to be those ones that, that take an interest or, or show you something. And it's really up to us to, to answer that calling and to, to be that role of student, to, to recognize it when it's there. You know, so that's, that's kind of what I, what I did. I just, I just followed what people told me to do and I just did it. You know, I got out of my own way. Just like you said, you put, put yourself outside of yourself, right? <laughs> and that's, a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do, especially when you're in it at the time and recognizing this because you're right, man. And, but it's, it's really, really good mentors that come in your life that will continuously reinforce you. You know, it's, uh, you can go anywhere and you can get a word of affirmation one time, right? You can get a, a word of affirmation on a one night stand if you really want to go that <laughs> yeah, way, right? Good, yeah. Yes. But to have that continuous affirmation from somebody that really sees you and what you can be and, and who you are is something that's really special. So when you're in that moment, I mean, don't, don't, that's where, this is coming back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Is that is don't start to try to be like, well, I should be them already, right? It's like, right. they've already gone through this stuff so that they can help you. 
<laughs> you know, that's all exactly you do is just recognize it, and then you will be where they are and probably surpass them if you can just shut up and just listen yeah. for a moment. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. You know, just just not that's it. It's just shutting up, using just listening. You know, just just listen to people that have done or or do or doing what you want to do, and that's exactly right. You know, just just listen to them. And, and just implement what they tell you to do. Don't try to derail or go and do your own thing or or challenge it. You can ask questions and challenge these if you don't think that there's something right there. But, um, you know, in essence, it, it is taking on that role, right? So, you know, even in business, I, I don't always talk to, you know, uh, I was fortunate to my, have my mom that that ran her own business. So I would, I'd call her and be like, hey, this is going on or this is happening. And, and the other, you know, secret that I use, I mean, I just, I look I just read a lot of, a lot of books, audio books. I read books on business, how to deal with, you know, difficult situations, conversations. Yeah. And I just, just nonstop, man. I, I feel like I've been going to college for like four years. I read every day on just, just good business books. And that, that'll do wonders for you if you implement that as well. For sure. What are some that stick out for you? Oh, man, top of my head, business books. I mean, good to great. Jim Collins, you know, I can't, can't knock that. That's one of the ones that, that really did it. Um, there's been so many that, that I've read over, over time. Um, I feel like Tim Ferriss, I've been on a Tim Ferriss kick recently, yeah. a tribe of men, tribe of mentors, um, tools of Titans was great. Um, they're just, they're just books that give you different perspectives, Yeah, which I think, which I think is key in, in business because man, you're going to be stuck if you only see things one way, you know, and that's why it's so important to have that those mentors that say, Hey, you know, no, look at this. This is kind of what's happening here. And you're like, Oh, okay. It's not, it's not what I thought. It's not my ego taking over where I'm, I'm rigid in this. Right. And that's, that's kind of what a lot of people have. They, they get to this place where they're not trying to learn anymore. They're not trying to be that sponge. Like when, when did that stop? You know, like if you're, if you're trying to be yeah. this successful person and this person's yeah. done it, just like you said, you know, first of all, don't compare because you, you haven't put in the work. You know, that's like saying, I'm going to, I want to shoot a perfect, you know, free throw every single time. Well, how many free throws you've been shooting? Because if you haven't shot a certain amount, by the time you get decent, it's just, you need that, you need that practice, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, 2000, unless you're Shaq, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Some things you realize over the course of time, too, that you're just never going to be good at. That's a, this is true. That's okay. But that's an important lesson to learn, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to... You don't want to do, you know, major in, in, in the minor things. You want to go to what you're, what you're good or what you're potentially going to be great at. And... That's, that's exactly right. You don't want to chase down the wrong, the thing that you're going to be average in, you know, find the thing you're good at. And, and man, to be honest, do you, it's people really want to be good at everything. Good at everything. I mean, how, how do you even do that? Like, that's, that's so hard to do. I mean, I feel like you're just going to be, you know, overall average, find one or two strengths and, and run with it. Right on, right on. Another book for you to start reading. You'll probably enjoy this with your list that you have already. Tim Grover's winning. Hmm. It's a new book yes. that got out. Yeah. So that's, just, yeah, that's, that's Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's trainer, right? Oh, yes, right. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure, man. Did you, did you like that one? Yeah, I just got into it over the weekend, actually. And so far, awesome. it's, it's phenomenal. Absolutely I'm going to check that. I'm going to put that on my list right now. 
Yep, right on. Everybody else who's listening, put that on your list. And Tim, you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, you've got a podcast, right? Valueverse? Yeah, Valueverse yeah. podcast. That's right. That's awesome. That's uh, You can find it at thevalueverse.com. I'm sure on all uh, different platforms too. Apple, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. what made you want to launch that? Man, you know, it's it's, it's funny you ask. So the, the pandemic hit, right, last year. And... I was sitting around, I had all this free time. And I said, man, what, what am I going to do? Right. And I said, well, you always wanted to do something on social media. You always wanted to sort of reach out and add more value. And I said, oh, that's definitely something I want to do. So I, I just started growing my, my Instagram account and I started, you know, just posting daily and I got some good feedback from that. And I thought, okay, this is cool. Now, how do I, I want to do more? I want to affect more people. How do I create a space where people can have these open conversations in, in essence to, um, you know, just, just be more, just add even more value. So it took me about almost a year of procrastinating. And I said, man, how do you do this? What's a podcast? What is all this? Right. And I finally just one day, you know, I was, I was down with the flu and thankfully it wasn't COVID. And I, I was like, it just, it's so funny, man. But when those things happen to you, it kind of makes you realize what matters. I don't know if you ever gone through something um, where it just makes you stop and think, you know, yeah. and being, being sick, being in bed, I just saw my life and I was like, what am I doing? What, what else can I do? And I said, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to decide and I'm going to do this podcast. So, I came up with, I threw a name together and then I told myself the most important thing to do is just, just start, just do something. And that's when I, I just launched it, um, about a month and a half or two months ago, almost. So awesome. It's about, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. R really cool. You know, th there's a, there's something to be said about that, you know, cause l last year, uh, everybody and their grandmother launched one and some only lasted, you know, maybe, well, most of them probably only lasted about five or six episodes. That's it. You know, so mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, I mean, that's the same, that's the same thing in training or anything else, right? Consistency and longevity right. and those things. Yeah. It's a, just, I mean, there's some people that I knew that would start into it. And this, uh, I guess is true with anything and then realize, you know, I really don't like it and that's okay. You know, but that's a, if it's something that's going to add value, if it's something that you feel like you really want to do that you should do, then that's where you have to continuously go at it. Cause it is going to suck. It's like your first year in business, right, man? You get through those. That's exactly years. right. Yeah. How'd that's you exactly feel the first I, couple of episodes? Oh man. You know, the, the first couple of episodes came out, I was jazz stoked. And then after about, just like you said, man, like sixth or seventh one, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, this, this is getting a little tiring. And I, and I put systems in place so that I wouldn't, so I hire, I outsource my, my editing and, yeah. you know, my show notes. Cause I knew myself, I was saying, if I, if I do these on my own, they're going to become chore like, then I'm going to fall off. Right. So I said, do the, do only the thing that you love doing, which is connecting with people, you know, having these conversations like you and I are having. And then that way you just get to walk. Right. And I said, okay, so that's what I'll do. And then I, after that, it, it, I, I did hit that wall where I was thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I, I love connecting with people and it always brings me back to that. So it's, it's just, it's fun. You know, it becomes fun when you, you know, delegate properly and don't have to tie yourself to the stuff that you don't like doing. Yeah. Right on. 
I feel you. Speaking about delegation, dude, you've got three gyms right now and you're planning on opening a fourth and a fifth, right? That's right. Coming yeah. out of this past year, that's a, some people be like, dude, you crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's, Man. that's solid. I, I like that, dude. You're doubling down, you know, which is phenomenal. So what, what made you have that crazy thought coming out of like, oh, I'm not open. I'm not making money right now for memberships. Let's just open more, <laughs> more gyms. Man, you know, a great question. I have my business partner to thank for that. He's kind of like the guy who's constantly, you know, just adapting, right? And he's always on the lookout. He's kind of like our expansion guy. And he's always, you know, just searching, right? Just adapting. So I feel like in the pandemic, there was two types of people, right? There, there was a, the type that got heavily affected or just did, didn't adapt. And then there was a the type that, that adapted and used it to, to not for say their advantage, but to propel themselves into something else, right? And or to do something. So when that happened on the first go around, we shut down and then on the on when we were allowed to reopen, we, we built the outdoor gym and then we kind of just just consistently looked for for opportunities so we, we were looking for for real estate for places that weren't you know doing too well and then we would just we just hand them with a proposal or a letter of intent or and and just go from there and so we changed our strategy from sort of opening and building them from the ground up to just either acquiring existing ones or ones that were just already built out mm -hmm. and just allowed for that faster, faster expansion. So um, we, we just rolled with the tide with the waves, you know, and just found opportunities where, where we could. That's kind of what you got to do, I guess, right? You do. There's so many creative ways to expand, too, especially when it comes to acquisitions, man. Yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people that are starting to teach on this now about almost like zero dollars down and you can buy a company you know that's that's true when you can find that you know especially with seller finance deals going on nowadays and it's it's the easiest way to add revenue is to acquire too and to oh, grow yeah. the fastest and way that's right and the, and the good thing about anytime is because it's in the anytime fitness sort of um yeah i guess you would say a realm you, you would have other owners that were either willing to sell or just wanting out for whatever reason it was so we were very fortunate in that as well that people were just saying hey you know i've done my time with it and i'm, I'm in a good place and i kind of want to head out of this uh the gym business and we say all right i love it everyone go find kawan at thevalueverse.com and listen to his show because it's I, it's going to go on my subscription list right now too, man, because I really enjoyed our conversation today. I appreciate oh, man, you. Me as well, man. Thank you for having me on and, and you're a great host and you got a great show as well. Thank you. Thanks, brother.